Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. During our time together, we're going to hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to ask if you would kindly leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, so find me at Ainsley B on Instagram. All right, let's hop in. What's up, friends? Welcome back to Wild Confidence. One of my like TikTok friends is on today, and I'm so excited for you to meet Sarah Maddock. She literally blew up on TikTok during quarantine after she wrote an amazing rap about finding a slug on her rug. And since then, she has gained almost a million followers in literally six months and is now a full-time wholesome rapper. Her <laughs> life mission is to help others stop taking themselves too seriously. Sarah, how are you? I am ecstatic. How are you? <laughs> I love I'm that intro. It's so good. It's so good. Like you are now a, a full-time wholesome rapper. That's amazing. Yep. It's super fun. I was like telling my sister, um, I was like, yeah, you know, Sarah telling her about you basically. And I was like, she's a wholesome rapper. And Gracie, my sister was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, like she makes raps that are like, like family friendly. She's like, like a Christian rapper. And I was like, well, she's a Christian, but, and she has some that are like Christian rap, but like, no, no this is like just, she's a Christian wholesome rapper. She's like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the way to, yeah, that's the way to say it. Definitely a Christian um are mm-hmm. all my raps about jesus no they are about many things yeah. that god created like sloths True. and socks and chips and salsa and randomness <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> there's the one about a dinosaur yeah yeah probably a couple about a dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> so tell me how you even got on tiktok like what was your thought process getting on because i know mine and i also joined during quarantine but i want to hear yours Okay, so I actually downloaded TikTok uh, about a year about a year ago, actually. So fall of 2019, and, and I started consuming, you know, like I was addicted to it before I ever posted anything. And I remember yeah. I would just share all these TikToks with my friends and like, you've got to get on here. It's so addicting and so entertaining. And it took four months, because I think it was September when I downloaded it. But uh, I remember as the year rolled around, the new year, I remember I was just like, man, I can do this. There's actually, if you, if anyone's, uh, follows me on TikTok, if you scroll back, I think it's like the fifth video I ever posted. Um, I say to the camera with zero followers, I was like, you know, I'm just going to do this TikTok thing. I'm just going to post stuff to have fun. And, uh, maybe I'll do some, uh, you know, memes. Cause that's kind of what TikTok is. Video memes, music, some dancing, yeah. whatever. I said, if anything comes of it, that's a bonus. I'm just going to do it to have fun. It's like the mer- most perfect video. I'm so glad I posted that. Um, but anyway, I, I remember just seeing creators I was inspired by, like, I don't know if you've seen Asaf and Frankie and their whole friend group. Um, they are a a couple Christian guys in college. They're so funny and they have so much fun. And I was like, I mean, seriously, like they inspired me to, to get on there because I knew it'd be fun. So the story is that I started posting, um, once a day, pretty much more or less, but I never really posted original music stuff. I would post like the trends and I did that Mm -hmm. January to April. Um, and I had so much fun with it. 
and from January to April gained uh, 1,300 followers, 1,300 whole followers <laughs> in four months. And then April is when the slug video took off. Gosh, that's so funny. I mean, it's crazy how that it just takes kind of one video to really make such a ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. What were you thinking whenever that was like blowing up? <laughs> were you just like, what on earth? I mean, I was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, so when I first recorded it when I first well when I first wrote the song I was like oh this is really good this is fun and I'd only written a couple silly songs before because I was a singer-songwriter for five or six years singing pop music playing guitar and I had music on Spotify um but anyway I I didn't write that many silly songs but they were my favorite ones the ones I'd written so when I wrote it uh I remember thinking oh I bet this one will do pretty well you know maybe maybe like 3,000 views that that would really be pushing it for success for me Um, and I posted it and I took a shower and when I got out of the shower, I looked at my phone and it was like 16,000 views and, and immediately, you know, and then I was like, (gasps) and (laughs) I went to go show my roommate. I was like, Olivia, I was like, the slug video is blowing up. Oh my gosh. And we just sat there on the couch and I remember refreshing it. And like every second, like it would have 200 new views. Like it was really rapid. And I was like, it's happening. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) And oh my gosh. And then I remember, I think the, cause it's, you know, started blowing up over the next few days. And I remember Mm -hmm. uh, the girl who plays the hip hop girl from high school musical commented on it. Casey Stroh. I think that's how you say her name. And I am such a high school musical nerd. Love it. Totally unironically. (laughs) And I was like, what is life? (laughs) that's amazing do you know what it what it's at now like currently as we record this uh last time i checked 5.8 million oh my gosh 5.8 million people have listened to you rap about a slug on a rug (laughs) that's hilarious i know gosh that's amazing and that's how i i it wasn't that video, I don't think, but I started following you. I don't even know what video it was, but I remember being like, wait, she's so fun. And I honestly, I think I thought like, this is my favorite that she's just being silly and loving it, like having so much fun. And it was just like truly radiant, which sounds deep for such a light kind of thing, but it really is like it was like you you exude a radiance that is such a refreshing feeling, especially in the dark world of social media. So kudos mm. for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Seriously, I'm oh my gosh, over here smiling. <laughs> and you <laughs> and I have the same enneagram, two and three. We do enneagram twins. Which is so fun. I love that. How long have you been into the Enneagram? Okay, I've probably been, well, I've been into Myers-Briggs for the last five or six years. And then I, uh, when I started learning about the Enneagram really in depth, probably three or four years ago. Yeah, three or four years ago. Oh, and nice. then I read a bunch of books and uh, still I'm like always learning more and more about it. So yeah, I, you know what? I actually started a YouTube channel 
last fall. So when I was consuming TikTok, but not yet posting, I was actually starting a YouTube channel because I have always loved, uh, you know, video editing, camera, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's called the personality person. And it's about personality (gasps) typology. Uh-uh. Like Myers Briggs, I even did it. I had I did five videos, and each one took me probably over twenty hours. Like I put way too much work into it because it was what? so fun for me, and I was just getting burnt out on how much time it was taking. So I, my job at the time. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that's it. That's amazing. So yeah. What's your Myers Briggs? ENFPA. Okay. Wait. What's A at the end? So every uh, person is either assertive or turbulent, which just means how confident do you feel in your decision-making? So uh, assertive people tend to not second guess themselves as much. They typically are quicker or more confident decision-makers, but they don't tend to push themselves as hard to achieve their goals. So turbulent people can be a little bit more sensitive to stress. um, so, uh, So they'll push themselves harder to achieve their goals, but they tend to second guess themselves more and, um, one example is if somebody has a paper due, two people have a paper due, the turbulent one's going to stay up until two in the morning, making sure it's perfect and worrying that they didn't get an A. And then they're, you know, they're the ones who are going to get an A. And then the assertive mm-hmm. person's going to be like, yeah, this is fine. I bet I'll get an A. So they don't feel <laughs> as much stress, but they're, they're probably going to get like a B minus because they didn't put as much specific effort in. So. Wait, that's new information to me. This is fascinating. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm an ENFJ. But nice. I don't know if I'm a T. Is it T turbulent T or A? Uh, mm-hmm. Turbulent or assertive are the, you know, turbulent the weird typology assertive. titles for those qualities that never really make sense. I don't know what I am. <laughs> huh. Yeah, maybe you can retake the test. It'll tell you. On 16personalities.com. I really will. That's so fascinating. My J is almost on the line, though, of the P. Like, it's very, mm-hmm. it's almost, like, on the center. So gotcha. that's interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll have to retake it. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> so the other thing to note that I'm very excited for is the fact that you are working on a book right now. What can you tell us about it? Yeah. So I have been, here's the crazy thing. I've been working on this book since March of last year is when I decided to write it before I ever blew up. It was the month before I blew up uh, on TikTok. Oh, wow. (laughs) I should specify, not just, I did not combine. (laughs) (laughs) I did not spontaneously combust. (laughs) So uh, I had actually worked, my last job was working for a company called Self Publishing School. They're a totally remote company. Um, oh, with it, Chandler Bolt? Yes. Ah, what no the heck? Way. I you know I've just learned a ton from him whenever I self-published my first book ever. And wait, that's amazing. I, so I, what? I have his book. I have all of that stuff. That is awesome. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, he was my boss. Wow, he was my boss. Wow, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, and and he's amazing. I'm really blessed to be able to be like, yeah, I quit my nine to five, but like, I loved my nine to five, but this is just my dream. Yeah. Um, he's wow. amazing. They're, and their company's awesome. Like I, I worked in a sales role with them for a year and uh, he is so kind because he wants his employees to write a book themselves. Cause why would you not, you know, if you're working for this company, why would you not do it yourself if you're around it all the time? 
um, because it makes your life better (laughs) to do it. It's a big confidence builder, brand builder, whatever. Uh, Yeah. So I was like, hmm, if I had to write a book, what would it be about? And I was like, I think it would be about how to help people stop taking themselves so seriously. And then it just suddenly I'm a silly singer songwriter or a silly rapper, (laughs) silly songwriter. And it just all fell into alignment. It was so crazy. So yeah, and finishing up editing, choosing the title, choosing the cover. That's the stage I'm in. So hopefully it'll be out like January, February, March. Yes, which is around this this time that this comes out. So as soon as we have more specifics, we will definitely share them and get as many people as possible on board because that is just so exciting. And I know, I mean, I've self-published before, so I know how big of a feat it is to write and edit and do everything yourself. So are you, are you traditional publishing or are you self-publishing on that note? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm self-publishing. Awesome. I'm still yeah. being coached by my coach from self-publishing school, coaching me through the process. That is, wow. That's so cool. I'm so excited yeah. for you. So um, whenever that comes out, we'll have to shout it from the rooftops. Um, and it's about mm-hmm. not taking yourself too seriously. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. It is. So good. I will I be first in line uh, to buy this book. I'll tell you that. Yay. I should that say. so funny. I, I really appreciate that, by the way. And I should say for anyone listening, um, the whole purpose of me telling this story is because uh you know just from telling that story you know people were like wow like isn't that like embarrassing like weren't you embarrassed but I just feel like certain things certain human things if we shared more of our flaws and more of like the totally ridiculous things that come along with being a human uh people would just have so much more grace with each other and just so much more understanding because um yeah it wasn't embarrassing like, did, did me sharing this story harm anybody? Not at all. Right. Not at all. Right. And, and it helps me take myself less seriously uh, and put less pressure on myself in general, like, in life. <laughs> because yeah. this is one example, you know, throughout the whole book. Um, because, you know, I pooped my pants at the airport. And... Uh... <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I think that you're right. Like the, it's a light-hearted, funny story, but the root of it is so real and so true. Is like, if the less we take ourselves serious, seriously, we expand our room for grace and like we accept people as they are. And my gosh, how many? I can tell you. I don't even remember when this was, but I remember my husband and I were with a bunch of people and we all were telling stories like that. And I'm like, I mean, we all, at at some point it happens in life. And if we can just laugh about it, then it just makes everything so much easier. And just, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. I just think you're so right. Like your point is important and this book is important. So I'm very excited to Um, read it and for everyone else to to read it as well y'all I started taking apple cider vinegar shots when I lived in New York City because I heard about all the health benefits but we all know and if you don't you're blessed the taste is always miserable taking ACV shots is not a fun experience but I really wanted all the benefits from ACV um, just with a better taste so I 
partnered with Goalie Gummies, and I'm so pumped about this because I actually take these gummies all the time. They have some incredible health benefits that um, are in line with ACD, like appetite control and weight loss. They lower blood sugar levels, improves your immune system. I mean, all kinds of awesome things. But then with these gummies, it's actually even better than traditional ACV because they're infused with superfoods like pomegranate and beetroot and enriched with vitamins. So they're safe for the tooth enamel, which cannot be said about traditional ACV. Use code AINSLEYB at checkout for a discount on your order of goalie gummies. Let me know what y'all think too. Now, my question, my next question kind of, I'm very interested to know your take on it because of this topic, but you know, we have just been talking about not taking yourself too seriously and all that fun stuff. And so now I'm wondering, has there been a moment in time where you have just truly lost your confidence? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I've totally changed this mindset since, but I mean, high school, um, I, you know, now I'm a full-time musician, but in high school, I did not make the acapella group. I auditioned Mm. for show choir, didn't make show choir. I, uh, I made some musicals <laughs> I was in the, <laughs> in the chorus and, but I had such a love of music and creativity, but I remember believing at the time, like I, oh, I'm just not that good of a singer. You know, I'm just an mm-hmm. okay singer, you know, I, and mm-hmm. singing was my thing. I didn't know I could rap until a slug came to my rug, but I, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember, um, yeah, just not really having any uh, confidence in my musical ability. And I'd be playful with it. Like I'd still write little songs, but I wouldn't show anybody, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Secret. So yeah. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind is, is how different it is now. Yeah. So how did you find your confidence? How did you, or did you have like a turning point or a moment of impact that led to that? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, well, the first thing, it was the first full song I ever wrote was a parody my senior year, the very end of my senior year, um, where I wrote a parody at roasting my high school principal. And instead of, (laughs) he was leaving after four years and he was a very eccentric guy, very easy, very roastable. And I, uh, I wrote a song called instead of I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys, it was Dr. Ban. Why won't you stay? So I, yeah. And I had taught myself guitar, um, a couple years previous and I was like totally just a beginner. It was the first time I'd written a full song. First time I sang it and sang in front of people, you know, uh, like a whole crowd. Mm -hmm. Cause, cause we, I need to mention this. We, I was in choir, like concert choir. We had a senior solo we could do. So this was my Mm -hmm. senior solo. And uh, I remember I was t- terrified, <laughs> you know, you can even hear it in my voice, it's still on YouTube. Um, but I sang the song at the concert choir for hundreds of people and it went <laughs> so well, like people die. You can, if you see the recording, people dying, laughing at like every lyric at every lyric so much. Wow. Oh my gosh. So much affirmation, uh, uh, of my, I mean, especially songwriting ability. Um, so, so I, I will say though, even if it hadn't gone that well, choosing to do the scary thing, as we know, um, is a big confidence builder. Um, because you know, even if it didn't go well, I survived it, <laughs> so I can survive more things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember. And, and the cool thing is, looking back, 
well, that was me doing, I remember I loved writing that song. Like I'm a silly songwriter at heart. I really feel like God put the word silly songwriter into my DNA. <laughs> and so when I was yeah. doing something that was what I wanted to do, and was very much my, you know, authentic creative craft. That's what tended to be received the best. So, um, yeah. And, and it's so unique. It's such a unique, awesome gift. Thank you. Which is, it's just so fun. So, and that was like that, that turning point, that moment of impact where people were, you know, affirming your gift, affirming your, your, really your God-given calling even. Um, but what have you been able to do since then that have, that's really helped you stay confident? What are some like tools that you might use? Absolutely. What a great question. Okay. Um, self-talk. Are you familiar with, mm. with self, the term self-talk? A little bit, but I want to hear your perspective on it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty just what it is. I mean, talking to yourself, um, but yeah. really paying like attention affirmations to and stuff. That's, I mean, that's part of it. But, but for me, uh, I have found that when you just say like, I am, I am perfect or I'm amazing or I'm, I'm doing great. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I tend to not believe it. And then I just feel mm. fake and weird. Um, but what has helped me a lot is to be able to say to myself, anytime I'm, anytime I'm just feeling lame or like, Oh, I'm not doing my best or, Oh, you know, so many days in a row, my videos have gotten barely any views, you know, whatever, whatever it could be. Um, mm -hmm. Meeting myself where I'm at and pulling me the next step higher. So I feel uh, insufficient right now. But what I know to be true is, you know, Jesus is on the throne and created me on purpose. I know to be true that I am a great friend. What I know is true is I am talented, you know, and just saying things that you know in your heart are true to help yeah. pull yourself out of, you know, out of a place of, of insecurity. So, um, that's one of my favorite tools I would say is self-talk, how you talk to yourself. And that's, I really like that point of the I am statements are helpful for some, they're beneficial, but really like diving deeper and having more of a conversation with yourself is, and recognizing kind of what is coming in to your mind what are your those limiting beliefs how do we uh combat those and then literally talking to yourself about those exact things yep yeah so 100 i'm just thinking of someone who might be struggling right now like they're listening to this and they're like yeah that's great but like how does this work in my life like just what is something that you might encourage them in saying someone who's just struggling? Gotcha. So, I mean, whatever that looks like, I would say, first of all, remind yourself, no good story is without struggle. Like imagine, imagine yeah. the Harry Potter series without Voldemort. Sorry. He who must not be named. Obviously <laughs> he sucks. Just like your struggle sucks. He's Voldemort. Yeah. But Imagine if there were like six giant novels about Harry, Ron, and Hermione just meandering about Hogwarts and doing random magic spells and it's boring, you know? So, yeah. you know, it might be like, okay, yeah, we know this, we know this, but you don't want to stay purposefully in the struggle. So um, two things. One is, I mean, similar to what I just said before, but like accepting your situation, accepting, you know, because sometimes 
I feel like you stay in areas of struggle for longer than you need to because you're just not facing your reality or you're trying to avoid it or, or pretend we're fine and everything's fine. But usually there's an obstacle in, that's actually there and is addressable, even if it's just something that's out of your control and you just need to, to give to God and, and pray through. But accepting your situation wherever you're at and then uh, taking some kind of action, taking mm-hmm. small action steps because I know for me uh you know like I get down on myself sometimes because I can look in the mirror and I can tell I've been slacking on my eating habits or maybe I look bloated or something like this is just the the struggle of human you know we know this but the best way for me to immediately feel better about that is to go for a run go for a walk and listen to my favorite music not just because endorphins are powerful, but I also just love running and listening to my favorite music, you know, and, and it's an action step towards improving exactly what I was down about, which was my health or my habits, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I would say <laughs> to, to make a, yeah, a long that's a good story, point. Yeah. Every, every good story has struggle. Um, accept your situation, small action steps. I love that. It's like, awesome practical things that people can do. Um, so I love that advice for sure. Now I'm thinking back to like young high school Sarah, like pre performance, um, where (laughs) she got all this affirmation, like in the midst of kind of that rejection of choir. And I'm just wondering like, what advice would you give her specifically like young Sarah? Oh my gosh, it sounds really um, sentimental, but I think what I really needed to hear and that, you know, God felt towards me, but especially as a young Enneagram too, honestly, <laughs> is that mm-hmm. I think she needed to hear that, like your creative gift is awesome and lovable and you are lovable, um, but also you're lovable despite your current musical skill. Because I'm way yeah. better skill-wise. I mean, if we're talking objective, like I, you know, I didn't make those things for a reason. It's not because I'm a bad person, but I just hadn't put in right. as much work as I have now. So yeah, I would say to myself, um, please keep, you know, you have a good thing going. You just need to water it. Like, please keep going. Don't let, don't let the rejection of something uh, make you stop doing the thing you love. These sound so cliche, yeah. but it's just the truth. like don't stop doing the thing you love because God puts desires in your heart and he wants you to do them. (laughs) Yeah. And we don't have fear of man. We have fear of God, fear in a biblical sense, you know, who cares what what other human beings think they're, they're upset. They're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. So who cares? Exactly. Exactly. They're not, they, they ain't worried about you. They worried about themselves. Yep. And and it and I'm hearing you say like it sounds cliche, but it really it only sounds cliche because it's been repeated because it's true. Yep. So like, well, maybe you know, and to me it doesn't it it made perfect sense. So like I understand, but I mean it, these things make sense. That's why they're cliche because they are things that we need to remind ourselves of. They are the things that you know have been put in our hearts and in our lives for a reason. You have to keep watering it. You have to keep going. You've got to keep going. Like someone listening right now needs to hear, pick your dream back up and keep going. Yes. Because it's not dead. 
No. Whatever and, it is. Yeah. And, and something else that I really want to emphasize is I wrote so many songs and poems and all this stuff that I never showed to anybody that I probably yeah. never will. And I had so much fun just writing them. It was a release. So detaching yourself from the outcome, whatever the outcome means to you, followers, views, money, whatever it might be, and just putting all your mental energy into the, the actual activity before you and being present with that activity and doing it for you or for God or whatever that looks like. Uh, I can't say enough how joy giving that is and how freeing that is. So. Yeah. I just wrote down, detach yourself from the outcome mm. because that Yay. is powerful. Yay. <laughs> like that is so powerful. Like, I, I mean, probably even for me, like <laughs> just to remind myself to detach myself from the outcome and do it because you love it. Even like talking about TikTok, that's how you and I connected is on via TikTok. And I fall into the pressure of other people's expectations on TikToks. And because I'm a two, I'm like, but they asked for this. And so I want to give them that. Like, I want to give them that. But I'm like, I, I'm i not doing that. Like, if I start to feel that way, I have to stop and remind myself this isn't good if it's not fun. You know, right. like, the TikToks are not – like, it's TikToks. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, it's <laughs> yes. TikToks. Granted, I've gotten so many incredible clients from TikTok. It's been a huge, like, sales pipeline for me which is Yay. why I'm still on it. Like that's incredible. It's like such a good tool. But uh, also if it's not fun, it's not, I'm going to resent doing it. So if anybody needs to hear it, it's about detaching yourself from the outcome. I think that is such a good, powerful point. And I'm so glad you said that. And you have been, you know, pouring out with just all of your energy, all of your work in creating a happier place for the people around you and for your followers. So I think that the best thing that this community can do to kind of pour back in and contribute is pray for you. So how can we yeah. pray for you specifically? Thank you so much for asking that. Wow. I've never been asked that on a podcast. That's amazing. Yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually specifically this week, I, for the first time, understood what people mean when they talk about fear of success. Because actually, mm. with, with my book, I think my book is awesome. I think it's going to bless at least a few people, if not more. But yeah. I was really uh, just feeling self-conscious about the fact that I wrote a book. You know, I'm, I'm 26. You know, all these creeping doubts like, who are you to write a book? You know, you yeah. it's not like you, yeah. you don't even have a master's degree or you've only been doing the songwriting thing for less than a year. Like that, you know, who gives you the, yeah. cre the credibility, but uh, so uh, by the way, I was procrastinating actually on finishing editing. I, I worked on my book a lot today and yesterday. So I feel like I'm not, <laughs> but even just last week, <laughs> super procrastinating because I'm nervous about it. It's really putting yourself out there. Um, yeah. Even though I, I'm pretty live unapologetically clearly with the title, poop my pants at the airport, but um <laughs> You know, it's putting yourself out there for criticism, um, especially when you already have a platform and people have an expectation of you. So my biggest prayer uh, is to not make it about me. To not, It's not even yeah. about me. Like the things I talk about in the book, 
similar to the fact that I'm a Christian who's a, who's a wholesome rapper, <laughs> but I'm not a Christian mm-hmm. rapper. The book isn't, it wouldn't be listed in a, under Christian books. Um, it might actually end up, end up be because sometimes on Amazon it applies to a lot, but it has gospel based principles. Like Ecclesiastes yeah. talks about everything is chaff. Like everything is pointless. If you don't have God, yeah. like you are a, you are a mist in the wind. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Who cares? you know, who cares? All these things that we get so caught up in. Now I'm just rambling. Please pray for me to not make this, this book specifically about me uh, and for it to glorify God in whatever way it possibly can. Absolutely. And we will definitely be praying for that. We'll definitely be looking out for the book. I'm so excited. And where can we all find you on the internet? Where can we hang out with you online? I know it's TikTok, Instagram, but give us all all the places, all the handles. Yes. So thankfully I decided to keep it simple. It's just my name everywhere. So Sarah with an H, Maddock, which is M-A-D-D-A-C-K. So that's on TikTok, Instagram, Spotify. I have some remixes there. Yes. Please, please follow me on Spotify, YouTube. Yes. And those are the main places. Um, and if you want birthday wraps or, or not Christmas gifts, because it'll be past Christmas when this comes out, but birthday wraps, hit me up, Instagram DMs or my business email. That is so awesome. I want a birthday wrap. That's awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for hanging out today. You are the best. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.